Forever Dog. Broadcasting live from Forever Dog Studios in downtown Hollywood, Los Angeles, California, America. It's the new New Time podcast in the style of old, old time radio, The Thrilling Adventure Hour, Treasury. This episode is brought to you by Word Juice Coffee, Mac Weldon, and Patriot Brand Cigarettes. and the little ones to dreamland and set your radio's dial to spooky. Bolt the doors, lock your windows, and steal yourself from mysterious suspense in Beyond Belief. Meet Frank and Sadie Doyle, the toast of the upper crust, headliners on the society pages. And oh yes, they see ghosts. Who cares what evil lurks in the hearts of men? Unless evil's carrying the martini tray, darling. Join the Doyles in tonight's dark episode, Some Things Under the Bed Are Dueling. Our story begins in an idyllic cul-de-sac in the outer boroughs, where Frank and Sadie Doyle meet a new acquaintance. That's the monster under my bed, Mr. Fuzzy Face. I notice he's not under your bed at the moment. And I notice he's just darling. I want to meet a monster from under the bed, Frank. We've never met one of them. Oh, I've met plenty of boogeymen. He doesn't look like a boogeyman. Mm, not yet. He's not a boogeyman. He's nice. Nice is the easiest thing to fake. Then why don't you? There's no way Mr. Fuzzy Face is his real name. What if it is? He's hiding something. Let's meet him and find out. If you want to do it, we do it. Them's the rules. Them's was our vows. Now let's go in. Opening the door for us. You're quite the little gentleman, aren't you, Mr. Fuzzy Face, was it? I'd tell you to call me by my first name if I had one. I have one. It's Sadie. I know. And this is Frank. Oh, I know who you are and what you do. Most monsters do. Where are your parents, little girl? Did a fuzzy orange monster eat them? No, they're at a function. They're always attending functions. I'm never invited. Me neither. It's rough, kiddo. Oh, your parents aren't all bad. Look at their liquor cabinet. Fully stocked. For now, may I? It's locked. I'm sure I have a skeleton key. And as for functions, Joy, they couldn't be more boring. Trust me, you're not missing anything. Quite. Even at their most fun, a function is dreadfully dull. Meanwhile, at the function, several doors down and one across, inside a competitively decorated house with a very old tree running through it as a centerpiece. Simply all the neighborhood parents are there drinking expensive wine, eating tasty hors d'oeuvres, and dressed well in their formal wear. Nothing is amiss unless you consider the elaborate, unique, antique, polished wooden masks worn by each party guest, including young Joy's parents, Richard and Linda Oxnard. So good to catch up with everyone. Nearly. Richard. These functions are wonderful. Great time. Host aside. Richard. We should do it more, is what I'm saying. All right. With one less person. Oh, come on now, Richard. Barry only talks your ear off because he likes you. I wish he liked me less. Behave. Barry's important. Did Barry tell you that? Yes. Now there he is. Smile. I'm wearing a mask, Linda. Do it anyway. All right. For you, though. Not for him. Hi, friends. Barry here. You know that. I just want to say how proud I am that in this day and age that we do things together as a neighborhood. Now I'd like to say a few words about my wife. You've never said a few words in your life. Shush. When we met, it was love at first sight. 
out of a song or a fairy tale or a movie or a TV show or a theater play. I looked at her and fell in love. And then, of course, unfortunately, she looked at me and fell in love with me. You know how it goes. Yeah, we do. Richard. We thought we'd be forever. The tree, of course, had other plans. Now, the tree, as you know, chose us, all of us, to bestow its precious gifts. And it asks us, all of us, so very little in return. Sacrifice. Ritualistic human sacrifice. Sometimes. This time, it's Ruth's time. Ruth's funny. Ruth bakes for other people's children's bake sales. She loves to water ski. She's never had a mean thing to say that wasn't pretty funny. And she's a heck of a kisser. But the most Ruth thing of all is that she's willing to be the sacrifice this time for the good of all of us. She's been anointed all day, and she even got her hair done. Let's raise a glass to her before we bleed her to death on a stone slab in the ghost of a forest in my basement. Come on out, Ruthie. Ruth? Hun? Ruth? Where are you, Ruth? In the kitchen? Uh, She's outside. She's in her car. Ruth has fled. Bring her back. What? No. Ruth? Ruth, honey, get back here. You're embarrassing me. Live with it, Barry. I plan to. Ruth! Meanwhile, back at the Oxnard residence... I have ever so many questions for you, Mr. Fuzzy Face. Shoot. Are under-the-bed monsters different from closet monsters? Do you get along or are there regional differences? Is a king-size bed like a mansion to you? Are bunk beds a bonus or a frustration? Are you a boogeyman? If you are, you have to tell me the rules. I would tell you if I was, but I'm not. He's not! And I wish I could answer your question, Sadie, but I'm not, strictly speaking, a traditional under-the-bed monster. I just sleep under there, as a guard. But then what kind of monster are you? He's my imaginary friend! That's how I know about you two. I was imaginated to know things about the world that Joy don't. I don't want to make a big deal of it, kid, but we can see your imaginary friend. Is that impolite of us? Embarrassing for him? Ah, go on. Now... As to the reason I called you up here is you may get to meet an under-the-bed monster yet. For, because, you see, I got what you would call a monster under anyone would call my bed. It's a real bad egg, this monster, I get the feeling. And that's what I need your help with, is what? Then it's to the bedroom! Not the first time you've made that toast, darling. And with that, Frank and Sadie walk upstairs and inside a room unlike any other in the house. Nice enough, as rooms go. The flow is a little stop and start. What are these? Crayon drawings, eh? A unifying aesthetic. Smart. They're a history of before. Before she thought me up, there were monsters under Joy's bed who wanted nothing more out of their dark, flat lives than to, from the second the light went out, get her. But was Joy scared? Yes. Presumably. You bet I was. Heck no, she wasn't. She was smart instead. One can be both. Let me guess. Joy conjured you to be afraid for her. I held on to it, her fear. I mushed it into a ball and put it in my pocket, where I also keep some bubblegum. I told them creepies. I said to them, hey there, underbeds. You want to get someone? Try getting someone your own size. Yeah! And then what I do? You got him. I got him. You did! I got him good. Every last one of them. You certainly do capture the whole saga in these drawings, don't you? Crayons are your medium, little girl. My name is Joy. And I drew that drawings. So, 
Mr. Fuzzy Face likes to draw, but I don't. I like adventures. Heard of them? We go everywhere and do everything. We go everywhere and we drink everything. And we hardly go anywhere. Bedroom, living room, parlor room, balcony. Where else is there? Sitting room, powder room, kitchen, hallways of all sorts. Sewing room, dining room, library, observatory. I suppose. Elevator, street, Donna's house, this house here where we are. A bar. A bar, a zoo, a different bar, or a different one than that. Pretty much out of imagination past bars, eh? Or an even other different bar. I used to be scared of things sometimes, but now I'm not scared of anything, and neither is Mr. Fuzzy Face. Well, I am scared of one thing. One thing, the fear of which I cannot manage to put in a ball and put in my pocket. The basement. The basement is too scary! <sighs> it's scary, but that's why we should go see it. No! This is an argument we keep having. One time, Joy begged me to take her down there, and she got mad when I wouldn't. She made me sit in the corner for a while. I begged to be let out of there. You ever spent time in the corner? Never. Once. No, that wasn't me. No, never. It's positively punishing. Two walls converge. It's just an ending. And you're stuck there, watching, feeling like you're helping it all just end, and knowing someday you'll end too. And I'm in there, and I'm thinking all that, and the squirt, the kid, Joy... What does she do? Without me to even protect her or hold her hand or be protected by her or she hold my hand or any of it, she, Joy, she went to go to the basement. Nearly even made it. But it was too scary. It's terrifying. So scary. Really scary. I didn't go in. Thank goodness. So you need us to go to the basement for you. No, don't do that. It's too scary. Then why have you called us, darling? My time in the corner. I... You lose track of time in the corner. Your mind plays tricks on you. So alone, you just want someone to talk to you. And all you have is your own imagination. You, an imaginary friend, didn't imagine an imaginary friend of your own, did you? Of course he didn't, did you? That's exactly what I did. So we're not to meet an under-the-bed monster at all? It's under my bed, and it's a monster, that's for sure. But it's imaginary. Ah, the question of nature versus nurture. When Joy let me out of the corner, I sent it away. But it's not gone. I can hear it scratching its way back into my imagination. It's getting angrier, getting stronger. Rising, too, is the concern over the fleeting sacrifice, for a function cannot function without its chief functionary. I can't believe she just drove off. This is all my fault. Don't blame yourself, Barry. Oh, yeah, don't blame yourself. Thanks, Richard. I just feel like I never even knew her. I hope she comes back. I'm sure she will. Oh, uh, of course she will. You really think so, Richard? Doesn't matter, as long as we do what needs to be done. Tonight. Make no mistake, we're doing what needs to be done tonight. Who'll take Ruth's place? (sighs) Any one of us would and could, right? Totally. Sure. Who wouldn't want to sacrifice himself to death for the good of the rest of us, you know? Yeah, Ruth was perfect for it, though. She really was a perfect fit. But she's gone. <laughs> I know I jump at the chance to be, you know, anointed in the oils, robed. The robe is great. So lush. Are you volunteering? You know, I would. I, I really, I would. But I have this appointment next week. Martin. So. Yeah. Hard to get. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's he's the best. He's good. Best in town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Martin. Worth the drive. Yeah. Enough of this. 
If you do not please your master, your master will please himself with all of you. Oh, Tree, do we not get credit for having tried? Somebody just volunteer and let's get this over with. Why don't you volunteer? Linda, no. I know what we should do and we should do it together as a neighborhood. A sinister proposition for certain, no matter what it turns out to be. But for now, Frank and Sadie Doyle investigate something sinister several doors down. And across the street. And up the stairs. And this is where you sleep, Mr. Fuzzyface, under here? To guard against underbeds. Or to imagine more. But there's nothing here now. Perhaps we should check the scary basement. Do not do that. It makes sense to investigate the basement. What makes it so scary? Let's find out. Can we? No. Why not investigate that scratching sound? It's right here and it's getting louder. (laughs) Do Do you notice that? Yes, it does that at every mention of the basement. Probably a coincidence. Shall we investigate the sitting room instead? It's as if something doesn't want us in the basement. Yeah, me. Don't do it. If you go, can I go with you? Definitely don't do that. I feel as if we're getting close now. Every time we mention the basement... Can everybody please stop talking about the basement? Sure. Just as soon as we all take a trip down there to see what all of the fuss is about. Well, that worked. We got the imaginary friend's imaginary enemy to surface. And she looks like the child, only scarier. Not conceptually. No, of course not. No need to panic. In fact, panicking is the worst thing you could do. This sort of monster, chances are fear will feed it. What did I just say? Oh, Frank, they just can't help it. They're just a child and a, well, theoretically fearless monster protector, but that turns out not to be entirely true. Shall we go after them? Let's. You've come across quite heroic. That boogeyman has grown on you, hasn't he? Sure. Then let us save the day, which will bring us towards that liquor cabinet. Quite so. Excuse us, giant monster child. You are between us and the liquor, an unenviable position. Why aren't you scared? I want your fear. Sorry, we're fresh out. Do you know the best thing about this sort of monster? That it is repelled by my lack of fear and clears a path to the liquor? Nearly. For me, that's the best thing. Yes, well, ultimately, the best part is that should whosoever created it stop hiding and confront their fear, the monster should stop existing directly. Yes, that's good too, I suppose. You hear that? Yes. All I gotta do is stop being afraid of it. Ball up your fear and put it in your pocket. Yes, I will do that. Do it fast. We can't hide forever. It'll find us. I'm trying. My hands aren't working. Mmm, fear. Delicious. That's how I feel about this gin. I know what will make more fear to eat. You put down that sofa this instant. It isn't yours. Fear me Yes, yes, you've proved quite a terror to furniture. Well, we are sectional. You'd have us utterly petrified, I'm certain. It's gonna get him! This is my fault! Yours is not the fear I crave anyway. Then we're all on the same page. What are you drinking? Their fear. Your deaths will make it taste sweeter. Will they? 
they? Yes. Will they? Yes. Will they? Yes. No! <laughs> I won't let you hurt them. Wonderful work, darling, to confront your fear, and how sweet of you to do it on our behalf. It's working. She's shrinking. I'll be back. You know I will. Someday you'll think of something scary and you'll free associate me. You know it's true. Yeah, probably. That could be a problem. Not today, it ain't. Look how small. Hey, come over here, Joy. Bring a rolled up magazine. Let's get this monster together. Wait, where's Joy? She went through that door whilst you were being so very brave. <laughs> but that's the basement. Could it be? Could the morsel have put herself where the fear runs sweetest? <laughs> Shivering in the dark all alone. Not alone. Are you trying to go to the basement? A little help? Fine. One foot in front of the other. Excuse us. Right ahead. This'll be delicious. Now marinate in your fear, and then I shall come and eat you up and hey! No fear locking the door. So... This is the basement. I was expecting something more sinister. It's hardly even musty. It smells good, doesn't it, Frank? It does, doesn't it? Remind you of something? It does, doesn't it? Are you guys cuckoo? It doesn't smell good. It smells terrifying. Look how scary it is down here. All these shadows. It's so dark. It's so scary. You really don't... It's scary. It's the basement. You're not scared, though, are you, little girl? No, I am. I am scared. But also, you're clever. You created a monster to help you. Unfortunately, he created a monster to eat you. But you already know what you have to do, don't you? Do I? If you don't, he does. Isn't that the way it works? Oh, rats. I do. I know. Tell her. I can't. It'd break her heart. I know that, too. You tell her, please. Won't you? I think she can handle it. Fine. It'll break my heart. Someone tell me it. Of course. All you have to do to stop his imaginary friend is stop imagining yours. Letting go of Mr. Fuzzyface should also end his monster. Without him to imagine it, it won't exist. Probably. Or else it will come back sometime when Mr. Fuzzyface is scared. But I love Mr. Fuzzyface. I love you too, Joy. But you gotta forget me. It's the only way for you to be safe. I don't want to. You don't need me anymore. You're my best friend. Say, I don't believe in you. No. Please. I want you to. You need to. You can do it. You gotta. You just gotta. You can do it. Of course you can. I... I, um... I don't believe in you. That's my girl. I love you, kiddo. That did it! Probably. It didn't do it. I'm scared. The fear looped back into her. Come on. I suppose it could be worse. It always could. How could it possibly? Well, that imaginary friend's imaginary friend could have her own imaginary friend. Hey, wait. Yeah, I could. Ah! 
I feel as if this may be my fault. Let me just imagine a monster to fight these monsters. One besides me, you mean. Uh, is it working? No, not at all. Shall I try? Mm, to no avail. Joy, darling, we were wrong before. You need to bring back Mr. Fuzzy Face. And make him fierce like Frank. And make him brave like Sadie. Make him a snack like Frank. Make him a morsel like Sadie. And make him a fine meal like you, little girl. So scared of a basement. <laughs> You're yummy with fear. And I'm hungry. I always hated this scary basement. Oh, it isn't so bad, kiddo. Not if you got a pal. Welcome back, sport. Joy, darling, you imagined him just perfectly. He is doing the job. Look at you, Frank, approving of a boogeyman. He's not a boogeyman, dear. He's an imaginary friend. Do you trust him now? He is laying waste to those other monsters. Reminds me of me when I was younger. Stop smiling. I haven't grown emotionally. Not one bit. All right, Frank. Look at me. I got all the monsters monsters, and all that's left is the monster. I ain't scared no more. And you ain't too neither, are you, Joy? No. <laughs> Just great. Say goodbye, Booger Brain. I know you are, but what am I? No! All done, pal. Well done, pal. Can we get out of the basement now? <laughs> and stay out forever? Yes. Sadie, did that monster look at all familiar to you when it exploded? Like, say, the shades below Donna Donna's house? And the basement itself smells like the forest glen we found in Donna's house as well. Could the child's natural aversion to the basement have been instead an aversion to the supernatural foundation of the house? Perhaps Mr. Fuzzy Face is the child's expression of shades in the same way those ghastly dolls were male in caps. Perhaps this basement is scary after all. Only we've entirely forgotten how to be scared. Perhaps Donna's isn't the only afflicted home in the neighborhood. Meanwhile, in that very home, Donna Donna settles into a bottle of wine and a sofa more comfortable than it looks. Ah, a nice house and a nice neighborhood. I can barely hear the monsters beneath it. Maybe it's the wine, maybe it's the breeze, but I got a feeling everything's gonna be tops from here on out. Probably a neighbor coming to welcome me to the neighborhood. I feel like the rope will fit her. Bunch of them wearing weird masks. Huh. Hi, are you guys neighbors? Boy, that's unsettling you all nodding like that but not saying anything. Look, I've had a day. Thanks for coming by and I don't know, implying hi, but. The tree would like to meet you. Um. What? It seems Frank and Sadie have dispelled an imaginary fiend and avoided a basement. But an occult cult has called, and Donna Donna should beware, for here comes the neighborhood. Join the Doyles next time, when they once again walk beyond belief in a terrifying tale titled, Sticks and Stones May Murder Your Friends and Influence People. And that's today's episode of the Thrilling Adventure Hour, Treasury. Beyond Belief, Some Things Under the Bed Are Dueling was written by Ben Acker and Ben Blacker 
and starred Paul F. Tompkins, Paget Brewster, Kate Micucci, Max Silvestri, Jamie Moyer, Josh Molina, Janet Varney, Malcolm Barrett, Janina Gavankar, Steve Agee, Demi Lardner, and Hal Lublin. This episode was produced by the Forever Dog Podcast Network and engineered and mastered by Anna Rubinova. For more of the Thrilling Adventure Hour, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash thrillingadventurehour and get exclusive access to our entire back catalog, complete libraries of classic segments, bonus content, and more. See you next time on the Thrilling Adventure Hour, Treasury.